Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast. Hello and welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things Super Show. The top story this week, the 2020 Create a Competitor competition is over. Wednesday night on Talk of the Universe, the finalists, Vicious Vic Vandal and the Dweeb, were judged by a panel. Hollywood, Rob Graves, Felicia Rose, and James Santiago were the four guest judges. They split. Two went for Dweeb, two went for Vicious Vic, so it went to the community vote. Only people who are subscribed to Twitch and there at that time could vote, so it was a live vote. Limited time. You had to be on Twitch when the vote happened. The winner of the live vote of the Twitch subscribers by a margin of only three votes and the 2020 CCC winner is the dweeb created by Stephen Lyons. Congratulations to Stephen Lyons. The dweeb will now be a competitor in Super Show the game. If you heard last week's show, You know that I picked the other way. Nevertheless, congratulations to the dweeb. As for the CCC itself, I am planning to do a panel show talking about the creative competitor competition, not just the one from this year, but the past few years, the overall idea itself. I am looking for panelists. I am looking for feedback. I'm looking for input. If you have anything you want to send to me, outlawmudcast at gmail.com or reach out to me through Facebook Messenger. I will be putting up polls, asking for feedback, asking for opinions, asking for thoughts. I would appreciate it if you give me those. If you'd like to do so anonymously, you can. I will not publish anybody's name. That's not my goal. It's not what I want to do. I just want to get people's thoughts on the contest itself. I'm not looking to talk about individuals. I'm looking to talk about the CCC as a whole. So once again, any feedback, any input you want to give me, thoughts, opinions, I'd appreciate it. Outlawmudcast at gmail.com, Facebook Messenger. Looking forward to it. I'm hoping to have that show in about a month. You may see some polls come up on the SRG Super Show discussion group on Facebook. Please respond to those polls. I really will appreciate all the feedback I can get going into this show. The next big story, championship news. So let's start with a match card. There's going to be another major match card at the end of this month, July 30th. That's the last Friday of the month. Two matches so far have been announced for the match card. We have the LFF Tag Team Championship. The team of Chrono Triggered 
which is the team of Colin Simon and the Grump Danny Thunder, will be defending the championship against Dangerous Alliance, Chris Pate and Sean Lowe. The other championship match that's been announced for July 30th, an Underworld Championship match. The champion, Peppy Pepper, will be challenged by Loudmouth Leo Larynx. Loudmouth Leo Larynx received this shot at the Underworld belt as a result of the higher class winning Faction Wars 2. Other championship news. It's been announced that on August 6th, the Grump will challenge current champion Press 1P for the LFF World Heavyweight Championship. Now, I have reported earlier that Alec Ventresca is the next challenger for the World Heavyweight Championship. I don't know if this match is jumping over that or if the Grump is going to be facing the winner of Press 1P and Alec Ventresca. Because this is so soon, this is a week after the match card and less than two weeks from today as I record this. I'm recording this July 25th. I doubt there's going to be title defenses that close together. So I'm assuming that Grump is jumping Alec Ventresca in line. So Alec Ventresca will play the winner of Grump versus Press 1P. The next championship match I have news on is the LFF Tornado Tag Team Championship. As I've reported in the past, the current Tornado Tag Team Champion, the Grump Danny Thunder, is also a current LFF Tag Team Champion. As such, because he is a dual champion, he must defend the Tornado Tag Team Championship weekly. This week's challenger, happening Wednesday night after Talk of the Universe went off the air, was Matt Nealon. Matt Nealon, using the tag team Double the Fun, which features himself and Funtime Bomb, challenged the Grump, the Grump using Five Star Mayhem. The winner here was the Grump. The Grump retains he's still Tornado Tag Team Champion. Matt Nealon, from all the reports and from what I saw, had a bad night rolling dice. And so the Grump was able to retain, and he will get a new challenger next week. I do not know if that challenger has been announced yet. If it has, I missed it, and I apologize. I will definitely report on the match when it happens. But that's where we are, the Grump still Tornado Tag Team Champion. The Hardcore Tournament. I'm a little behind on this. The last time I reported on it, we had the results for the Steel Chain match and the Ladder match. Mark Perry won the Steel Chain match against Joey Lama, and the Mad Custodian won the Ladder match against Michael Nichols. The Tables match has also been decided. The winner of the Tables match between Shogun and the Big Guy was the Big Guy. So the big guy, using New Jack, faced off against the Mad Custodian, using the Mad Custodian, and Mark Perry, using the Prince of Fashion, in a tables, ladders, and chains match. The winner, and I don't have the crowd meter, but the winner, the big guy, Gary Schneider. Gary Schneider will challenge 
Eddie Fury for the Hardcore Championship at a date and time to be determined. I don't have any of that information. But the next challenger for the Hardcore Championship, currently held by Eddie Fury, is the big guy. The last bit of championship news I have. There is currently a tournament going on to determine the next contender for the United States Championship. The preliminary rounds and tiebreakers have all been completed. The first round of the top cut has started. All of the matches in this first round are steel cage matches. The players have until today. So I'm recording this Sunday, July 25th. The players have until today, from what I've been told, to complete their matches. Report those. The next round will be tables matches. That's the quarterfinal round. The semifinal round will all be ladder matches. And the final round of the tournament, the stipulation there will be determined by the general manager. That's where we are with that tournament. The first round of the top cut is underway, all steel cage matches. Speaking of ongoing tournaments, the SRG1 Climax being run by Ian Chambers the Cheetah, the next round of that is underway, the top 20. There were 32 players. Group stages after that group stage, there was a cut to a top 20. Two groups. Those initial matches are happening now. I don't have any news beyond that. But the next round, the next phase of the SRG1 Climax is underway. Finally, before I get to tournaments from this past week, we have news on Faction Wars 3. Faction Wars 3 will kick off July 31st, which I believe is also the deadline to submit your teams. Team captains, if you haven't yet, send a list of who is on your team to johnclace at srguniverse.com. But I believe that is the cutoff date. The next phase for Faction Wars is the draft. The draft order will be announced on August 11th during Talk of the Universe. If they do it like they did last time, it was a random pick. If I remember correctly, last time they went from highest pick to lowest pick. For example, Faction Wars 2 had 19 teams. The first team picked had spot 19. The second team had spot 18, so on and so forth, where the last team picked got the first pick overall in the draft. It will be a snake draft, meaning that if, say, 10 teams are in the draft, round one, team one gets the first pick, then 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. In round 2, Team 10 gets the first pick. Then 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Round 3, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Round 4, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. And so on and so forth. There are going to be 8 rounds to the draft. You're going to have to draft a trios competitor a Tornado Tag Team competitor, 
and six different singles competitors. Each singles competitor must have a unique printed 10 skill. So for example, if you're drafting your singles competitor, you draft one that has an 10 agility, you cannot draft a singles competitor with a 10 agility again. You must at the end of the draft have one competitor with power of 10, one with technique of 10, one with agility of 10, one with strike of 10, one with submission of 10, and one with grapple of 10. You cannot have two grapples, two strikes. They must be unique. Now, every round, you're going to have, from what I understand, all six singles competitors, the tornado tag team competitor, and the trios competitor involved. Six people will play those eight different competitors. One of those six people will also play the trios, and one of those six will also play the tornado tag. Here's how this is going to work. As I said before, there are going to be six single competitors, one power, one technique, so on and so forth. On the trios competitor, the highest skill for that trios competitor, whichever singles player has a competitor whose highest skill is the same as the highest skill in the trios, that's who's going to play the trios. So, for example, I'll use two competitors I know about. Let's say a team has Ursus and they have El Superombre on the team. The highest skill for Ursus is power. The highest skill for El Superombre is power. Therefore, the player using El Superombre will also use Ursus the Wrestling Bear in the trios. Tornado Tag is going to be the same way. Suppose you drafted Double the Fun as your Tornado Tag Team. I believe Double the Fun has Submission as its highest skill. Therefore, if you also drafted Davy Richards as a single, he has Submission as his highest skill. That player is going to play Double the Fun. In the case where your Trios and Tornado Tag Team have the same highest skill, meaning your trios has a 30 in power and your tornado tag team has a 20 in power. In that case, the power player in singles is going to play the trio. And for the tornado tag, the next highest skill on the tornado tag will determine who plays it. So, if the next highest skill on the tornado tag after power is strike, your 10 strike single player will play the tornado tag. That's how it's going to work out, just so everything is clear. The draft will take place the day after the order is drawn. So the order will be drawn August 11th on Talk of the Universe, so sometime between 8.30, which is when the show starts, and 10 p.m., which is usually when it goes off the air. It could run long. We don't know. That's where we are right now with the draft. That's August 11th, Wednesday night. Thursday night, August 12th, 7.30 p.m., the draft will take place. So players are only going to have one day to know their order and figure out, based on their order, how that's going to incorporate into their draft strategy. That's what's going on with the draft. Draft August 12th. 
draft order selected August 11th. What's next for Faction Wars after the draft? We don't know. But that's what's going on right now with Faction Wars 3. The deadline is coming soon. If you're looking for a team, try to get on a team. I believe it closes July 31st. Next Saturday, less than a week from now. And then the draft will be two weeks from Thursday. Two weeks from Wednesday is the order. Two weeks from Thursday is the actual draft. Last thing for Faction Wars 3. There's going to be, once you have your six picked, once the teams are closed, teams will select an alternate in case somebody has to drop out or miss a match. This way someone can take somebody's spot in an emergency to just help prevent delays to keep the event moving. Listening back to the recording as I was editing, I realized there was something about Faction Wars I did not bring up that I should have, so I'm going to bring it up now. In addition to everything I've just said about Faction Wars, when you're drafting trios and tornado tags, they've made the following rule. When you draft a trio or when you draft a tornado tag, if that trio or tornado tag has a logo on it for a singles competitor or for a tornado tag team competitor, those competitors are now unable to be drafted by anybody else. For example, suppose first round, first trio taken is the Elite. The Elite is an out-of-print trio that has the logo for Kenny Omega and the logo for the Young Bucks on it. If you were to draft the Elite, nobody, after you draft the Elite, can draft Kenny Omega or the Young Bucks. If you draft a Tornado Tag Team like Black Lipstick, Black Lipstick has Aero Lipstick's logo, and Sage the Wiccan Witch's logo. Once Black Lipstick is drafted, neither of those two single competitors can be drafted. So there's going to be a lot of strategy in that, because there are a lot of trios and tornado tags that are made up of singles competitors and have those competitors' logos on them. There are even some trios that have four competitor logos on them. I'm thinking in particular of the family. I believe the family is the Italian Bombata, Polly the Pigeon Bacone, Lorenzo Manicotti, and Maria Marinera. So if you draft the family, there's four singles competitors that can't be drafted. In addition, I believe that extends to tornado tags as well. So, for example, if you draft the family, because the family has Polly the Pigeon Bacone, logo on it, you can't draft right-hand men. Right-hand men's a tornado tag team that has the logo for Polly the Pigeon Pacone and the Big Shot. So if you draft the family, Polly the Pigeon Pacone is eliminated, the Italian Mabata is eliminated, Lorenzo Manicotti is eliminated, and Maria Marinera is eliminated, which I think also eliminates tag teams that feature them. This includes teams not only like 
the right-hand men, but it would include anything with Bombada on it. The backstretch. Birdbada. It would also include trios. For example, the entire Bombada is on Impact Trio. Well, now that trio is eliminated if you draft the family. So this idea of when you draft a, tr a trio, any other competitor on that trio is now eliminated from singles, tornado, and other trio drafting could be huge. For example, Wooly Bully is on a lot of trios competitors. New World Order, Shovel Club, Big Ballers. He's on the NWO tag team. He's on Sheeple's Champions. You know, if you draft one Wooly Bully competitor, you eliminate a lot of competitors. Mila Mai, she's on a lot of teams. If you draft the My Girls Trio, which has Mila Mai, you eliminate the My Girls Tornado Tag. You eliminate Maidens of the Storm Tornado Tag. You eliminate Polka Dot Tea Party Tornado Tag. In addition to just eliminating Mile herself, you eliminate Zen Garden because Lily Mai is on the My Girls Trio. There's just a lot of things that get eliminated when you start eliminating tag teams because there are a lot of competitors that are on multiple teams. So this could be a huge factor in the draft. I should have mentioned it during the original program. I did not, but I'm mentioning it here now. How that's going to affect people's drafts is just going to be up to them. Will we see people drafting certain tornado tags and trios to try to prevent other players from being able to get good competitors. You know, Mila Mai has won a lot of tournaments. Mila Mai is the current Deep South champion. I've had a big run. If you draft My Girls Trio early, you take her out of contention. This could be a huge factor. Snake Pit has been a huge singles competitor. I would say with the elimination of D2 and Belinda from singles play, Snake Pit might be the consensus number one player to draft. If somebody drafts something like Newman's Henchman in the trio's round, that includes Snake Pit. They draft that early enough that it didn't get eliminated by somebody drafting a trio that had one of the other competitors on Newman's Henchman. Newman's Henchman goes early. Snake Pit's eliminated from the tournament. Nobody can draft Snake Pit. Ramifications of this rule could be huge. And I just needed to bring that up, mention that. And with that, let's go back to the rest of the show. And with that, that is going to do it for all the non tournament news for this week. So now let's talk about online tournaments for the week. Sunday, there was a pop up tournament revolving around masked competitors. You had to choose a competitor who was wearing a mask in the art. The top four in this tournament were in fourth place with the Rising Sun, Jeff Phillips. In third place with Chibi, Chibi's creator, Paul Trejo. The finalists were Chris Pate with The Executioner and Anthony Perry with Viral. The winner, Chris Pate with The Executioner. Monday night, Proving Ground. Every match in this tournament had special guest referees 
both versions of Overdog. The top four in this tournament were in fourth place using the Wiser Wizard, Johnny Hinkle, relatively new player. Nice to see him doing well early on in his Super Show career. Third place using Grim Librarian, the creative Grim Librarian, Ken Fouché. The finalists were the Harm City Hitman, Andrew Mackey using Snake Pit, and the Judge, Tim Riley, using Loudmouth Leo Larynx. The winner, Andrew Mackey. Thursday night, we had another edition of Chibi's Thursday Night Fights, group stage tournament to a top cut. In the opening round of the top cut, which was a top eight, so quarterfinal round to start off, all Liger's Den matches. The semifinals were all tables matches, and the finals, as well as a third place match, both of those matches were played using the last competitor standing stipulation. Top four in fourth place, using the true American guy, Gregory Patrick Scott, was his creator. Dustin Garman. In third place, using X Royce, the cannoli Anthony Perry. Second top three finish this week for Anthony Perry. Congratulations to him. The finalists here were the Grump Danny Thunder, using Venus, and the headband champion Matt Nealon, using the Devil's Advocate Dan Williams. A replay, if you will, of the previous night's Tornado Tag Team Championship. The winner here, same winners Wednesday night, the Grump, Danny Thunder. Finally, Saturday night, the Cannoli hosts Christmas in July. The top three in this tournament were, in third place, using Oracle, Candyman Dan. The finalists, Chris Pate, using Macho Manny, and Alec Ventresca, using Will Osprey, one of the new New Japan Pro Wrestling characters. In a special guest referee finals with Finland as a special guest referee, the winner, Alec Ventresca. Congratulations to him, and just congratulations to all the winners. Tonight, as I'm recording this, there is a pop-up tournament scheduled for 8 p.m. I'm not going to give any details on that because no one's going to hear that until the tournament's over. But I will give you the results next week. Again, unfortunately, I can't give you the results now because as I'm recording this, the tournament hasn't happened yet. As far as other online tournaments for this week, as of right now, nothing is posted on supershowthegame.com. But there are a number of in-person events taking place over the next few weeks. Let me go over those briefly. This Saturday. July 31st at Alternate Universe's Bluebell in Pennsylvania. There's going to be an event starting at 2 p.m. The weekend of August 7th and 8th is going to be Eternal Con. Eternal Con will also include an unofficial pre-show Friday the 6th. That same weekend, August 7th, there's going to be a Create a Card Tournament, I believe, Battle for Lake Erie. August 14th, a Critic Competitor Tournament, Pixel Palace Pandemonium Part 2. And then August 21st, Super Show August Rush at 
Highlander Games in Boonton, New Jersey. The details for all of this are going to be posted on the SRG Super Show discussion group page on Facebook. Go to the events section there. Check those out. All the relevant details, sign-up information, entrance fee information, all that's going to be located there. Check that out if you're interested in going to any of those events. And with that, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Outlaw Mudcast. I'd like to thank all of you for listening, and a good day.